Welcome to the RPG Saloon Cast, a podcast about role-playing games in all their forms. Remember, when you're here, you're posse. Hey everybody, this is Paul uh, with the RPG Saloon Cast. You'll notice that this episode isn't a actual play of Vampire 5th Edition. Uh, I thought that we would go a little different direction. It's just going to be me today. We don't have any players. We don't have any guests. But thought that as the Deadlands uh, Suede Kickstarter is just about to come to an end, it's got four days left as at the time of this recording, it would be a good time to just give a little bit of an introduction for a setting that I love so very much. Uh, the Kickstarter is for their new version. Uh, it's got updated rules for the new version of Savage Worlds. It's got updated rules for all of their arcane backgrounds and completely changed lore. So I guess we'll just see where that goes and see um, what exactly they've changed with it. Very shortly we'll have that document in hand and I'm sincerely hoping to do a... a uh, look through of it and a review once it uh, once it hits hands but uh, until that point I thought it would be a good idea just to give an overview of Deadlands itself for those of you who don't know what the setting is I would describe it in a rather large hyphenated word <laughs> it's alternative history western steampunk supernatural horror so that's a mouthful and to get a feel for Deadlands, you more or less have to break them all down, and you can get a kind of a feel for what the setting is. Um, so where do we start? I guess at the beginning. So alternative history. If we look at Deadlands, it is history as we know it up till about 1864. The Battle of Gettysburg kind of changes everything. Uh, the cessation of the southern states begins, and the war breaks out. At the Battle of Gettysburg, however, something changed, and the forces who died, come it's rumored, came back from the dead to attack their compatriots. This is not always believed by everyone who hears the stories, but it is true, at least according to the, the game lore. This isn't the only thing that changed, however. Given the length of the Civil War in this alternative timeline, about 20 years or so, several, several other nations have sprung up in the, in the U.S. The indigenous peoples have two countries, uh, two nations, rather. In the Dakotas, you have got the Sioux nations have their own place, and white folk are all but banned from there. Uh, there is one city, the Treaty City of Deadwood, where whites are permitted, but if they leave that city, they are taking their lives into their hands. Their first warning is hog-tying and st sitting at the gates. Uh, the second warning is you're never seen again. So there's that. If you go further south just a bit, into Oklahoma and Kansas, the Coyote Confederation exists, which is a conglomerate of several, several indigenous tribes. 
who have come together under the leadership seemingly of one person, uh, a man or woman calling themselves Coyote. A person who's never actually seen in the same place at the same time and has been rumored to be seen at several places in the same time period. So who knows, it could be more than one person. If you move out west, Deseret uh, is a country in and of itself. The Mormons took Utah. Not that anyone really wanted it, but they fled out west, and now all of Utah is its own city, or country, rather. Um, Coming out of Utah, particularly out of the city of Gloom, is a lot of the mad science that happens, a lot of the weird uh, devices and inventions California is its own special circumstance, however, especially given that during the great the wow I can talk the great quake of '68, uh, a lot of the California coastline more or less fell into the Pacific Ocean, causing all kinds of problems. But we'll get to that a little later. They aren't really their own country, but they are controlled by several different warlords, several different factions, and everybody more or less wants a piece of California. However, they can't quite break Lost Angels. The city of Lost Angels, where L.A. is in our world, is run by, if rumor is to be believed, a holy man who can provide food, unlimited food at that, in a place where you can't get a day's worth of food for a week's wages. So... It's a very interesting place, California, and a good place to set a game. Next up, we'll talk about the western aspect of this. Uh, Most of Deadlands is set in the United States West. Uh, You can set games in the East. Uh, There is some information for that, but everything that I've been a part of generally focuses on what's going out West in the more wild parts of the U.S., Everything from California to the Mississippi, from the Mexican border up into Canada. All of these are very, very interesting locales for a game. And we could spend entire podcasts talking about exactly what's going on in all of them. But that's a show for another time. Another large piece of the puzzle for Deadlands is steampunk. Steampunk technology. It's its own brand. Uh, I would say you don't see much in the way of blimps or something like that, but you have a lot of inventions. After the quake of 68, uh, a new mineral was found called Ghost Rock. Uh, This mineral more or less jumpstarts the invention, jumpstarts the the steampunk revolution that goes by in the U.S. in this timeline. When you burn ghost rock, it burns hotter, longer than coal, than any other fuel source. And when you combine it in various different ways with um, steel and other, other metals, you get metal that is stronger, more resistant, and is also just better for these new devices that come around. Um, you have a lot of things, everything from laser guns and automatic Gatling pistols to more efficient trains and also things like personal ornithopters and other flying devices. So 
everywhere you go in the Deadlands universe, you've got all kinds of interesting devices, interesting just technologies that have been de uh, devised by these new scientists. Everyone else calls them mad scientists. They don't, they don't really like that so much. Next up is the supernatural horror aspect. And for me, this is just about the most interesting thing. Um, because in this universe, not only are there things that go bump in the night, there are things that go bump in the day. Uh, everything from just, you know, large wolves to nightmares, literal, <laughs> from your dreams. Uh, all of them are real. Some of them hunt humans, some of them hunt each other, all of them are very, very scary. And that is a key aspect if you're going to understand what is Deadlands. Because fear is a very tangible thing in this universe. There are whole groups dedicated to either creating more fear, creating more monstrosities, or fighting it. There are several, several groups set aside to combat this evil in whatever form it may manifest. Your characters may or may not be part of those groups. That's the terror part of it. So what about the supernatural? Well, the supernatural isn't simply the fact that there are critters out there who would very much like to eat your face. We have what we call arcane backgrounds, which are people who have supernatural abilities. Uh, there are several, several of them in Deadlands, but the major ones in the core book are your mad scientists, which we've already talked about. They are the ones who take ghost rock and make various devices and arcane inventions to do interesting things with. You have got your hucksters. Now, hucksters are a special case. Uh, they take spirits that exist these trickster spirits that are in the the spirit world, and they make deals with them. Uh, the most common form of doing that is visualizing a game of poker. If you can win a game of poker with this creature, you can force it to do a magical effect of your choice. However, uh, this comes at a very steep cost, because if you fail the game of poker bad enough, not only does the spell you're trying to fire off fail, the trickster spirit gets to do its own thing. It gets to do whatever it wants, and we call these backlashes. They can be everything from the spell affecting you instead of your target, or blowing up, or just really awful other things. See your GM for the full exhaustive list. Uh, hucksters might be my favorite arcane background just because of how interesting their effects can be, whether or not their spells genuinely go off as they wanted them to. Uh, moving on, we have the indigenous folk. Um, these people, uh, in, in the game they're called shaman, although I do realize that is a offensive term or at least a not accurate term. Uh, these are the people who can feel a connection with the world itself and in-game with the spirits of that world and the spirits from the, the other mirrored half of our, of our world. And they can request favors of them, uh, these spirits, rather. 
And in doing so, they stay true to what we call in-game the old ways, and they stay true to the various religions of the indigenous folk. Now, I do realize, of course, this is a gross simplification, and that saying that every one of the indigenous peoples have the same religion wherein they talk to spirits and, uh, you know, request favors of them. I, I know it's not exactly the way it is in real life, uh, but in-game, that is how it's presented. Uh, moving on, we do have what we call the Blessed, and the Blessed are those paragons of given religions. It could be anything from Christianity to Buddhism to anything else, who they exhibit uh, a close connection to whatever deity or precept they follow, and they can work the will of that deity in the world. Uh, a lot of them have healing magics and protective magics, uh, but those come at a cost given that you have to follow the precepts of your religion very closely. A blessed who goes about murdering the innocent if it is against their religion uh, will very quickly find themselves without powers and forsaken by the god that they follow. Next up, we've got the martial artists. These are kung fu uh, practitioners who do more than just brawling. They uh, have spiritual energy which empower their abilities. So this is more like your wuxi style, where you can climb on walls, you can jump over people, you can literally fly, or your attacks just you know, shoot fireballs out of your hands, that kind of thing. They, um, they're very interesting. Uh, in the given rules, uh, they are in need of a rework just because of kind of how dated the system is. Uh, but seemingly every one of these is getting a rework in the new version of Deadlands. So I very much look forward to seeing what they make of them. So, what do all these themes mean? How do they work in-game? Well, quite frankly, they all work in concert. None of them really can be separated out. If you're going to be using Deadlands, at least as written, uh, every one of the themes more or less come together. So how does this work? Um, the Western expansion, so the Western part of our theme, cannot be separated from the fact that there is ghost rock out west which fuels the new science which causes the horror in many different ways not least of which is the mis displacement and murder of the indigenous people so every one of these themes comes together in sort of a knot uh, separating them out is not easy to do if if at all possible but there is a multitude of stories which can be uh, told given the background of this setting. Um, it is one of my favorites indeed. Uh, I was never much of a Western fan until I started playing Deadlands, learning how to run it. But after that, uh, the setting is just something that basically everyone I've introduced it to has fallen in love with. Uh, so, if you have questions about the setting itself... Pick up the books. Uh, you can, I, it, 
at least uh, until most recently, you couldn't get the Deadlands Reloaded books uh, for free from Pinnacle. They were offering the Player's Guide and uh, GM Guides for free off of their website. If it's still a thing, I will find a link for it and put it in the show notes. But I, I think for now, that's where we're going to cut it. This is just a quick, quick introduction to Deadlands. And I'm hoping to do longer episodes on... Uh, every one of these topics and other topics. Uh, So uh, thank you for listening and we will catch you later. Until next time, this has been Paul with the RPG Saloon cast. Have a good day.